You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast, brought to you by Ettaray, the standard of performance since 1936. Hey, welcome to the show today, AWC. We're going to have a guest on today, Josh Cronin, and uh, he's been on with us before with uh, WCR. Josh, welcome aboard. Appreciate you uh, coming on today. What's up? Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Uh, I assume because of the season, uh, it's springtime, it's sprung, that uh, things are ramping up and uh, uh, it's busy season. It is, it is. It, it, it caught us a little sooner than we thought, but that's good. If we're busy, that means everybody's busy. Yeah, and you're down in uh, North Carolina, right? So you yeah. guys are enjoying some incredible weather uh, here in the... Um, uh, Midwest, we're still we're, we're getting better every day, but uh, we still got some some rainy stuff going on and some cooler weather. But uh, let's talk about that springtime. You've you've owned a window cleaning business, pressure washing business. Uh, the springtime is um, it's it's fun in a lot of ways. Cause it's like oh my gosh, I'm ready to work and um, I'm broke, and uh, so it's time to get out there and make some money. But uh, there's some things that go with it as well. Maybe you're the person that uh, maybe you are in the Midwest. Your phone hasn't quite started to ring yet. Uh, Josh, what did you do when that happened? How would you uh, take that or, or what would you do with that? Yeah, th- there's there's nothing more uh, that feels good as that first money when you're broke. and It's, <laughs> it's still going to something because you didn't make it in the winter. But uh, I was from Wisconsin, so I, I got the cold and, and no work for months because, of course, we have everybody hibernates. But uh the worst thing that you could possibly do going into spring is is advertising too soon because that kind of first initial one, that's the big one. If you miss that, which I've done, I've sent out a mailer and the day after I sent out a mailer, it snowed again. Like I pushed it too hard. Like and it, it was one of those kind of freak things. You almost lose all that trajectory. So, or that, you know, momentum you're getting. So you really kind of have to like find the right time to kind of do it. Yeah. How did you determine that? How did you determine, uh, did you have anything that you looked at? Yeah, or? I did not determine it at all. It was the customers that determined it. It's it's going okay. from zero calls one day or a couple to like 20 the next day. And I, people don't call each other. We're like, are you going to call the window cleaner today? Yeah, yeah, okay, we should all call at the same time. But somehow it happens. So right. that's kind of really the big thing. And I, I heard pretty, kind of a cool mm-hmm. uh, analogy is like, if you see people out walking dogs, riding bikes, that kind of thing, in their brain, it's spring. So that's kind of like a telltale sign before the calls even start. Yep. For me, I, I could kind of gauge this. I remember the sales staff would always get antsy, get and they're like, phone should be ringing. So this, this, and I'd say, we need three consecutive days of 65 or above. If we get it, you watch the phones. Yeah, and it was it was because one day it's kind of like well you know it's a teaser and the, the second day hits and then the third once you get into that role and then it doesn't really matter if it goes back or whatever people understand but they've they've had three days of spring and their mindset just changes yeah yeah and yeah. It, if you remember last spring too it was super wet so like the spring never really there was no light switch like there has been in uh, the fourteen years I've done this it, there's always been a light switch. Last year, it was just kind of like, uh, and it kind of just <laughs> eventually was June and you were rocking and rolling, but we didn't have the summer slowdown because the spring was kind of, it was very weird last year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, all right. So your phones aren't ringing. Uh, don't panic just yet. It may be just weather related, right? Um, let's say you are in an area, spring has sprung and your phones are just ringing off the hook. 
what are some things that you should do to maybe, you know, keep yourself collected, uh, even maybe planning for some con- future months that uh, maybe when they the things start to slow down or that rush starts to slow down? Yeah. So uh, one thing that I think is a really kind of cool concept is that um, uh, switching your pricing around, which everybody thinks like, oh, well, if I had it last year, I got to save it. I, it's got to be the same thing. Well, if people are calling you and you're busy, that $199 special may be $249 because the demand's there. People go, well, you can't do that. But here's the thing. If, if somebody calls you and they say, well, that's just too high. Well, you say, hey, well, I understand that. In July, we slow down. I'd love to put you in a slot in July, and I could bring you back down to that $199 when we get through our rush. And a lot of times, you're still selling those people if they're really based on price. You know, you're filling up the slow times, which let's face it, we're squirrels, right? We have to make it when we can for when we don't. Now you can kind of fill that slow space. Yeah, absolutely. So having a differentiation in price, uh, and it's just a supply and demand thing, right? If, if, you're, if, if everybody's wanting you, you should be able to command some more. Um, what do you think about, uh, uh, you know, so far as equipment and things like that, did you, did you always have that stuff in order or did you, before spring hit, or did you, you know, start purchasing when it all, all went down? Well, uh, being that we were kind of both in uh, supply sales, yeah, that that's a real common one too. But here's the truth of the matter: is there's no there's no money fairy. So in early on, and when I started my business, the first few years, I did not. Uh, it wasn't January, and I was like, oh, let's spend a few thousand dollars getting everything up. Like it was okay. I'm trailing a little bit, but I've made some money now. I can invest, you know. But as I kind of grown. Um, you know, it really is something that I try to do in January and February because you never know when that first one is, but it's hard. It, you can only spend what you have and you still have to eat. So right. the gamble is if you got $2,500 in your bank account, do you spend $2,000 hoping your 500 will make you, you know, maybe it's a late winter. So it's a gamble. It's, it's why uh, all of us business owners have, uh, you know, ulcers and <laughs> heart issues and whatever else. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I remember, I mean, towards the end of my business, we ran, we had enough winter work and all that stuff that we ran par levels on our inventories and stuff. So we always had, you know, a certain amount of inventory in. But I can remember early on, you know, you're hoping that your dry rotted rubber that, that you left in the, the garage that froze all winter is going to get you through just a few of those jobs so you get another gross order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing like limping through. But I mean, and the same thing goes for just bills in general. That first batch, you, 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 you get your first kind of big house job come in. That money's been spent already. So you're like, okay, yeah. well, I know that one bill that had a 15-day grace period. So I could, <laughs> I mean, that's really what we do, you know, and that's, it's just the, the truth of the matter for the industry. You know, as the bigger you get, the easier it is to build up that cushion. But especially these new guys, I know guys who started their company January 1st and uh, it's too late to tell them anything, but. January 1st. I mean, you can't spend money on advertising depending on what area you're in. You just, you kind of have to wait, you know? Yeah. Another uh, facet, I think sometimes business owners will get in is in spring, they get so busy that they think, well, um, I, I'm busy, so I don't need to do any advertising. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, and uh, tell us, talk to us a little bit about that. Why would that be wrong? That's the biggest, in my opinion, mm. the biggest miss you can do. Like, um, if, if it's in people, like remember your clients or customers dictate when you're busy, when you're not busy, right? 
Same thing as if it's downpouring, people aren't calling you like, oh, I'm thinking about getting my windows done. It just doesn't happen because they're the ones that dictate you're, you're busy or not. And if it's in people's brains, even if it's in some people's brains, but those other people haven't called you, that's the time that you advertise the heck out of it. You put as much money as you possibly can. Even if you're booked up right now, that gets pushed. You know, you want to have a little bit of, you don't want to be booked out two days. You know, you want to be booked out a few weeks just so that you have that and continue to be a few weeks, you know, two weeks later, you're still two weeks booked out. And that's kind of where the train goes, you know? So if you're not advertising, you're going to miss that. You're going to, you're going to advertise when it's slow and nobody cares. You can't advertise in winter. Yeah. And I think it speaks to kind of what you were saying though. Everybody comes out of the winter broke. And so the last thing I'm thinking about is paying for advertising, trying to pay the bills off from the winter that I had. Right. And, you know, so yeah, it's just kind of one of those catches, but it's a bad mindset. You really want to keep that stuff going forward so that uh, there isn't that, that dip or whatever, you know, again, it, it all is about cash flow, and at the bigger you are, the easier. But I remember, uh, you know, the end years in my business, we we ran our ad in our paper, and we left it running. We had a great deal of success out of this this little ad that we ran every day. It was this 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 big, and um, we rerun it all winter. And my mindset was, when when they get ready to make the decision. I want them to have seen me all the year, right? Every single time they opened that thing, I want them to see it. And it worked. It, You know, that thing paid for itself uh, many, many times over. But um, again, when, when we, the last three, four years of our business, we had really good cash flow and all the time. And so it's, it's easier to do those things when you have cash flow. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question to kind of go back on you. So being that you're in the kind of media side of things and seeing how things are changing and a lot more kind of on the digital side and, and the print side there, it's, it's different from when we started way back in the day when you spent your, most of your budget in kind of the phone book. What do you do? Like, what would you be doing now? Would you still have that ad in the paper or would you be kind of diversifying that now? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been out of the game. Uh, so I sold in 14. So I've been out of the game five, six years now. And, you know, at the time it was mixed. We, we seen, um, you know, Google ads and stuff like that starting to play. And we were, we were pushing money that way. But we also seen a certain amount. I'm in the Midwest, very conservative group, you know. And so they're, they still would respond to, you know, the, the local newspaper or something like that. So we did both. But I would say, you know, you know, now probably less of that uh, goes on. And then I, I would say, yeah, you're probably going to spend it in, in website promotion, uh, Facebook ads, you know, targeting like that. But uh, one thing we never want to forget, and I think we do sometimes, is regardless of how you're attracting people, this is still a people business. And so, you know, you can you can throw this the digital stuff out there but the reputation is what's selling you the the people to people interaction the trust factor especially for window cleaners because we're going inside the home a little different than a house washer where you know I'm keeping them at bay but when I invite somebody in the home I'm there's a there's a reputation that I'm looking for myself anyway and I'm sure that my consumers would be that way too but um, yeah it's certainly changed I mean I remember sitting down with the yellow page guy I'd take him out to lunch and I'd try to bribe him and get him to tell me what the competitor did you know did you go did he go full page this year did he go half what did he do you know I don't want to spend the money if I don't have to 
<laughs> I remember starting to really, and it's it's interesting. There's a lot of new guys who will never ever have been advertised in the phone book, so they're not going to understand the amount of money we paid to be in there. But um, and every book, you know, how many books were you in your region? Yeah, you know, three. I think I was talking to a guy in Texas was in 13 different books, and like it's crazy. But uh, I remember when we, I finally decided to start tracking things a lot more close, and uh, I saw that the phone books the entire year I had a 220 dollars worth of work that I've generated out of the phone book, and my payments on that phone book were, I think, um, I, th- I think over that per month is what we were paying at the time. So. It blew me away. So pulling out of the phone book for that first time was like, I can't believe we're not even in the phone book anymore. Are we even a business if we're not in the phone book? Like it was crazy, <laughs> yeah. but it's, you got to go where kind of average, see where your market or where your area is and kind of tailor it to that. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, I was one too. I, I loved guerrilla marketing. Um, I loved the face to face. It didn't bother me at all to, you know, walk right up to somebody's house and talk to them. Uh, especially if we were in the neighborhood already, we talked, I think one other time about five rounds. I was big on that, you know, and, and, and I knew uh, we live in a small area, so I could pretty much be anywhere in a, my residential market within 15 minutes. Now I don't, we don't have traffic around here. We don't know what that is. So, um, you know, it was a big deal to go out. And I knew if I went out, if I met you, I had a 98% close rate, right? And not only not only was I going to get you, I'm going to get your neighbor beside you, and I'm, I'm going to get all of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I really enjoyed that type of thing that, you know, whatever you want to call it, grassroots guerrilla marketing type stuff. It was free, and uh, it just worked very well. So. It was the get. It was the excitement of, I mean, you're right there, like, closing the deal, you know? Yeah. And that's really, sometimes people forget that, but that's a service business like what we are. We're just selling us. We're selling our time. If I pick up dog poop or I clean a window, I'm still selling my time. And that's what it yeah. is. When a lot of these people can make connections, and even if it's not, you know, if you have employees, and but you have a really good operations officer, we had crew chiefs, every, every crew kind of had that one guy who was the face, you know? Those people... Those are the ones that sell the jobs and get people to, you know, they're be- they become fans. They're not just customers at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing is I just couldn't sleep at night um, thinking that I spent X amount of dollars on an ad. And it could be with Facebook to this day, right? You, you get into a, a place because it was a Facebook ad and they call you. Man, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if the houses right beside me didn't get a chance to talk to me. I mean, I spent money to get there, right? It wasn't about right. that customer. It was about everywhere else. And so I, I've got to talk to you. they got to meet me. they got to know who I am. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really encourage window cleaners today to do the same thing. I mean, get out there, get get seen, get, get meet the neighbors. They're generally in their yards, too, and they want to know what's going on and go, go talk to them. So. Diversify. Do it all. Yeah. What would you say to a guy that uh, this is his first year? And so it's his first spring. It's that guy that started in January. Nobody really knows him yet. Um, and there is a certain amount of, of just it, because we are a reputation business, there's a certain amount of business you're not going to get in your first year of business because nobody knows you. And uh, and why should they trust you? It's your first year in business, right? Uh, what advice would you give to them to try to you know just keep momentum going? Yeah, well, first off, I would hug them and tell them everything's going to be okay. <laughs> stick with it. Stick with it. Uh, but no, um, here's the thing. You have time or money. And when you're new in business, you have more time than you have money, obviously, unless you you know, uh, have some kind of oil tycoon money that you're just trying to figure out a way to do. 
But if you have more time than money, you should still work eight hours a day, even if you don't have eight hours of work to do. Go out there, do flyering, do like you said, door knocking, uh, go put business cards up, do all of those free things that still take time. Put a Craigslist ad up in services every single, every other day, you know, um, all those little things help putting your name yeah. on even, you know, backlinks, which I know people will say, well, that doesn't work on your website. It doesn't, but it become, it makes you still searchable if it's popping up places, you know, creating all of that is, is just as important as down the road. And when you're so busy that you can't do any of that, it all had to be laid out. If it's not, then you lose out on all that. Yeah, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and it doesn't cost a lot. It just costs your time and that's, that's all you've got. And so, but do it, keep, keep, keep doing something, introduce your business to somebody every day, you know, and maybe multiple times if you don't have work. And if you hear the cliche kind of hustle term, that's what it is. That's really what it is. Like you get what you put in. And some of these guys who are just like, uh, no, you know, I don't have anything going on today. So I played video games, but you know, <laughs> like that's what you're getting. You're going to grow slow because you didn't put anything in. Yes. So any other, uh, any other tips you'd give the guys springtime is on us. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's go season very soon for most people in our business. Uh, what other t- things would you, would you tell them? Yeah, if you have not uh, gotten your, if you're doing print marketing, printing takes time to edit. If you're getting a template, you still have to edit the template, make it right, get it off to print and get it back. So prepare. That's, I mean, two weeks right there if you got a halfway decent, you know, uh, team in front of you that's doing that. So get that done now. Equipment, there's still shipping time if you got to get your resin for the year or hopefully nothing froze. Or like you said, the old rubber that's kind of froze, like that stuff has to happen. Um, and then laying kind of the groundwork. If you have employees, you should already have employees training on even nothing if you don't have the work. Like all of those things that take time have to be done now. So when the light switch happens, you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. There's you can't uh, training day isn't the first uh, first job day. That's you got you got to get some stuff done. And another thing too, just uh, you know, a lot of guys may not know this because there's kind of an expectation. Uh, on the supplier that, hey, I'm just going to call and they're going to have it. Um, that's not always the case. And the reason isn't always because the supplier. It could be because the manufacturer. These manufacturers, they dip down in the wintertime, too. They know there's no revenue, so they slow production way down. And so especially, you know, larger orders or whatever, if you're wanting big volumes, remember, everybody is wanting large volumes at once. And so there's there's a good chance that in the springtime, uh, whether it be a supplier issue or a manufacturer issue, that there could be some back orders. Yeah, it takes and, and X amount of time to do something anyway. And if people are projecting, manufacturers will project, they'll say, spring should start, we think, on this because of the almanac and everything. So we think that this will be our busiest month. If that moves, which it did this year, a lot of guys, there's just a lot of stuff that just hasn't been, It's they're trying to ramp it up, but it's too late, you know? Yeah, exactly. So whether it be supplies, advertising, uh, training, whatever it is, spring has definitely sprung. Josh, thanks for coming on board with us today. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. Sure, man. Anytime. All right. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, feel free to subscribe and also leave a review, and you can read us anytime at awcmag.com.